0: Hi, Shane. Oh, hi. Welcome to Dad Pods. I'm Welcome. Uh, I am the aforementioned Shane. Welcome, Michael.
1: I'm Michael. <laughs>
0: uh, today. So, today is uh, we are in the new year. I know that we've got some uh, some some backlogs of episodes that maybe weren't done in the new year. We never actually properly said Happy New Year to anybody. Yeah. But this is our first episode that we are recording post-inauguration, and we are it's so nice to not have to worry about like just somebody on social media.
1: Yeah, I don't wake up every morning just to check to make sure disaster hasn't uh, occurred. I can...
0: No, there are it's still bad things happening in the world. Oh yeah, but it's also I feel like there's responsible people that are in charge now. Yeah, there's there's limits on the bad things. Mm-hmm. So so anyway, um, what are we talking about tonight?
1: So we're doing yet another dad watch.
0: Another Another. dad watch, which is probably what we're going to be doing for a while. So we might as well just say, this is dad watch presented by dad pods. Yes. (laughs) Uh,
1: It's a good, uh, it's a good way to get the dad take on certain movies and also a good excuse for us to watch movies.
0: (laughs) Yes. And, and movies that maybe like, we'd have to like kind of cajole our family to be like, Hey, you know, I've got to do this for the podcast. Yeah. You know, can we go ahead and watch this movie? Yeah, and
1: the one that we have picked for this week, I think, will appeal to a lot of dads because this mm-hmm. basically appeals to people Gen X. It's yep. almost like completely made for Gen X. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are We are we've watched the animated feature uh, Batman Hush.
0: Batman Hush. So it's it's based on a, a comic run from like 2003. It was a monthly comic that had maybe. I don't know, ten or twelve episodes, maybe. I can't. Yeah, remember. I think it was like a twelve issue. Yeah, I, I I read it. It was good. It's like it's a good comic run. Um, so uh, without further ado, we will uh. We're gonna spoil the heck out of it. So we're gonna you... spoil the heck out of it. So if you wanna watch this and you don't know anything about it and you don't want spoilers, um,
1: I stop. Like
0: Go watch it, <laughs> and then come back and and then and then yeah, yeah stop. It's on HBO Max. It's Batman colon Hush.
1: Uh, and we, we will say it's worth watching if you're a batman fan if yes it's worth comic- watching if
0: you, if you if you if you don't want the spoilers and you want to go back and watch it now and then come back and i don't imagine there's anybody that's going to do that yeah but I don't <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna pause right here this is a great place to pause what is the count on the on the the, the recording so far it's two minutes and whatever i don't know got
1: I, I don't i don't know actually okay
0: anyway so just two minutes and 30 seconds in stop and then restart Okay. okay, here's our recap of Batman Hush. Uh, Batman was well into his career as the Caped Crusader, unlike our, our previous episode where Batman begins. He's just beginning. Uh, so Bruce Wayne is out for a night on the town. Uh, he runs into Selina Kyle and his longtime, long-time friend, uh, Thomas Elliot, uh, at this party. This party sort of ends abruptly because Batman has to leave because he's got to, you know, save the world uh, because uh, Bane, uh, noted Batman villain, has kidnapped a child. So uh, after a fight, uh, Batman defeats Bane. Um, but the 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 entire episode kind of feels off to Batman. It kind of it kind of sets off his uh, spider sense. and I know I'm mixing
1: his uh, Batman, Batman sense.
0: His uh, Batman sense, because Bane acts weird. He's kind of out of character. It's it's he's doing things that Bane wouldn't normally do, uh, and you know Batman suspects more. He expects suspects something more. Um as they are swinging over Gotham, so uh, Catman Catwoman, so Catwoman actually Selina Kyle, spoiler alert. Um she ends up stealing the ransom that Bane had gotten. Um and you know Batman after he beats Bane, subdues him, uh puts some special handcuffs on him or something. Um then he uh takes off after her to chase her. Um as they're swinging over Gotham, an unknown assailant a sniper from far away this was an amazing shot by the way Uh like like you don't be able to shoot like so he shoots out batman's rope and then batman falls to the ground like you know hundreds of feet would have killed most normal people but of course batman is uh severely injured uh and is at that point like in an alley somewhere and uh some thugs come over and try to get him and uh Catwoman first is the one to come in and sort of stop the thugs from 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 uh, killing him, and then but uh, eventually it's actually that girl that comes and truly saves him and takes him and takes him back to the Batcave. They get him fixed up. They call the aforementioned Thomas Elliot, who just happens to be a brain surgeon.
1: A very useful person, friend to have.
0: Which is very useful friend to have. So they call. They go. They take him to the hospital. They pretend it's in a car. He's in a car accident. And that's the last we see of Batgirl. Yes, <laughs> she's kind of completely extraneous in this entire episode. Um, so uh, so Bruce is better. He, he tells him that he needs to sort of rest for a couple weeks, but like as soon as he gets out of the hospital, he's you know Batman again. Yeah. Um, I think Alfred says something about I've got you this special you know uh, mask and cowl that's you know reinforced for, but just don't get hit in the head.
1: It's, it's the NFL, uh, anti-concussion helmet. For exactly. the Batman. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So after, Reca- so, uh, he continues his investigation along with Nightwing, who is the f- the first Robin Dick Grayson. Um, and he, he, it leads him to poison Ivy. So poison Ivy apparently has been, um, controlling both Bane and Catwoman. So Catwoman Spoiler alert! Is, is not done anything really wrong. She was working under the the control of Catwoman of Poison Ivy, uh, to steal the, the ransom from Bane. Bane actually was completely out of character in doing this whole ransom thing to begin with, and he was also under control of Poison Ivy. Okay. Ivy flees to Metropolis, where she, she she's also been controlling. Get her, get a drum roll. Do we need to sort of set it up? superman yeah okay so so batman goes to metropolis with the help of catwoman uh he brings along some uh kryptonite with him which is important um so um uh he fights superman who's under the control of poison ivy yet again batman fights superman (laughs) batman fights superman every time batman and superman get together there's a fight yeah for some reason they just don't like each other um, but again, they're sort of yin to their, each other's yang. And we do get the best line in the movie, which is where uh, uh, Batman is talking to Catwoman and, he's, and he says, you know, deep down Superman is a good person. Deep down, I'm not, which is great. Um, anyway, uh, Catwoman throws Lois Lane off a building and that makes Superman sort of like break out of his little uh, uh, mind control thing and he saves Lois Lane. They all go and get capture Ivy um we find out from interrogating ivy that ivy's been working alongside somebody named hush which is the title of the movie um so batman uh surmises that hush has been in control of several villains um later back in back back in gotham because superman kind of says okay you guys can leave now i don't want you here in metropolis yeah um there's a opera uh, they're going to see Pagliacci, which is the sad clown opera. Um, so metaphor. And during that one, uh, Harley Quinn comes in and, uh, starts shooting up the joint. Uh, she's looking for the Joker. The Joker has been kidnapped by someone, um, you know, chaos ensues. Everybody sort of is fleeing left and right. Uh, they had gone to the opera, they being Bruce and Selena, who, and Bruce has, and him, you know, and elliot and is, thomas and elliot and um everybody kind of runs out at once batman gets into his suit all this stuff the joker well joker is there gets out of his wherever he's been and comes to the opera and as they're outside in the alley an alley outside of a theater i mean mm-hmm. the metaphor is thick because that's how batman became batman um thomas elliot is killed and you know joker's there with a gun So Batman nearly kills Joker, beats him with an inch of his life. In the comic he's shot in this, we can talk about that later, but uh, uh, Commissioner Gordon comes over and says, hey, stop doing that. And so he stops.
1: Stop killing Joker, Batman.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So um, Thomas Elliot's dead, Bruce is sad, um, but he begins in earnest this relationship with Selina Kyle where they share each other's sort of... uh, alter egos um they are happy at this moment in this sort of story so you know something bad is about to happen because batman can't be happy in any sort of like even like batman versus when batman teamed up with uh scooby-doo and his gang he was never really happy um so uh batman and catwoman defeat the riddler at one point and the riddler is then um Imprisoned at Arkham Asylum, or yeah. is it Blackgate Prison? I can't He's
1: just at the prison at that point in time. He's I think like, it's he just, just supposed... Blackgate. like, yeah, yeah. He was just something like bad. robbing a like a armored car, something really
0: lame. It was something really silly and dumb. Yeah. So, um, there's a break in at Thomas's old office, Thomas Elliott's old office, uh, which somehow, which for some reason requires Gordon to call Batman. Yeah, I thought that was an odd little moment. Maybe we could talk about that later. Um, So they investigate and they find out that um uh batman surmises that the riddler for some reason was the one who orchestrated the break-in at the, the doctor's office uh because he used the fake name of somebody that invented the crossword puzzle right yeah um so while this is happening while they're investigating this uh break in there uh catwoman and nightwing go on patrol they get into a fight at the graveyard with uh, Scarecrow, who's far more ninja-y than any version of Scarecrow that I've ever seen. Yeah. He's got a scythe that he's swinging around. He's jumping around. Yeah. Goes toe-to-toe um, with Robin and Catwoman. And Catwoman at the same time. And kind of wins, yeah. right? He, he makes Nightwing, like, useless. And we don't see Nightwing anymore. And then he captures Selina. Um. Batman and Gordon go to the go to the prison, uh, and at that point, um, it's revealed that Riddler is actually not in prison, but that he is in fact Clayface. So they fight with Clayface for a while. Uh, Eventually, he just turns a hose on him, and that defeats Clayface, which is a weird way to defeat like this almost unkillable villain.
1: Yeah, we we should talk about that at, at a certain point. But like Clayface. A little weird in the Batman universe in yeah. general
0: so anyway Clayface they just he, uh, uh, a fire hose kills him yeah um, or or defeats him I don't know we'll probably see Clayface again I don't know
1: it dilutes him once once clayface is diluted he's he's gone for a little yeah. while apparently. so
0: but while he's fighting Clayface he realizes that the Riddler has been the sort of orchestrator of this entire entire thing so surprise Riddler is hush so he reveals himself he's got uh you know catwoman in the proverbial damsel in distress sort of uh situation um there's a fight between batman and Rid- and the riddler um batman is seemingly up against insurmountable odds because uh riddler has all these powers from getting the lazar getting put into the rat lazarus pis- pit 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 lazarus pit which uh gives you powers and like immortality saves you from brain cancer apparently yeah because
1: riddler was about to die that, that's the riddler was the about takeaway. to die
0: spoiler alert yeah. um but uh so uh batman saves the day he's about to save riddler even because he doesn't kill anybody um and but uh catwoman is like no you're gonna kill yourself and then she cuts the rope that was yeah there, and then riddler slash hush falls into a pit where it's about to be exploding and then um last scene of the movie batman and catwoman they break up because,
1: because mm. Batman won't kill. And Catwoman's kind of okay with it. I, yes. I will, I will say it wasn't a complete binary choice because Batman couldn't have really saved him. Like he could have pulled them up and then they all would have died because that place is about to explode. Like that, that choice was, was very clear that Catwoman's actually saving Batman's life. Right. Not just killing Ridley. She's letting Ridley situ- die.
0: The situation that played out, certainly you're absolutely right. Because yeah. it would have taken him longer to pull up the dude before you know. Yeah, like I, th- I Batman, think that of course, was really. Batman, clear. of course, is upset because he's like, "He deserved the church Yeah, okay,
1: but I could have <laughs> saved him. I could have saved him. And like,
0: show me where the bomb is. Yeah, I don't he think I don't think you could have saved you could have
1: saved him like that. Yeah, we this this version of Batman wasn't as adept at saving people as some other versions. Yeah, like that during that whole fight, I kept thinking that too because uh Catwoman's left, uh, she's left hanging for a long time. And yeah, she, she
0: gets out on herself. She gets yeah. out on her own. He Batman does her. not
1: save her. <laughs> no. So no. I thought she was going to be mad at that. It's like, you yeah. did nothing for me.
0: Yeah, but she's also very, you know, women's Libby. So I don't think she necessarily. Really oh, yeah, that's her. true. She wouldn't have been so, mad at him for that. Yeah, she wanted to save herself. She she understood that. Fair enough. But anyway, so yeah, so that's the recap. That took longer than I thought it was going to take. So yeah, so um, so first of all, we, we briefly talked about it. So contextually, where is this movie? So um, for a long time, DC has been making these animated movies. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of different con- continuities. I think this continuity probably started shortly after, maybe for the last decade is kind of where we're at in this continuity. So maybe. so from,
1: from what I know, it all starts with, they did a version of the, the Flashpoint Paradox. Mm-hmm. And then that apparently is what gets to create this brand new universe because that's a time travel thing and it makes whole universes. So they even redid things that were done in previous DC animated things like uh, the formation of the Justice League. That's like part of this continuity.
0: Yeah. So I will say, you know, DC has been doing animated movies for a really, really long time. They just happen to be a vast majority of them are like direct to DVD Mm -hmm. or, you know, nowadays they're on streaming services. You know, going back to, you know, really OG. I think one was released in the theater, and that was uh Mask of the Phantasm, which is a Batman movie.
1: Right, yeah, that comes out during the the continuity of the animated series.
0: Right. So that so the original animated series, which kind of led into the original Justice League animated series, um, uh, so that continuity is now over, uh, even though it's got sort of the best bat. You get you and I both agree that the best Batman is Kevin Conroy. But he is not the Batman in this movie. Yeah. Um. So this is in this new continuity, and we kind of watched every. We didn't sort of start with the beginning. We just kind of picked up this one in the middle, um, mostly because you and I had both been familiar with the comic book story. Right. Um. So yeah. So that's that's where this is kind of in the continuity. Uh. Batman's got a son apparently in this one. Yeah. Uh, so that's Damian. Uh, Wayne, who is the do- he's the son of Talia al Ghul. So apparently he and. Yeah,
1: I, I haven't seen that one. And I guess maybe I could go back and watch it. So I guess this is one of those things like secretly, you know, we all talk about the MCU and like the 20 something movies in there. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, DC's actually been making it, they've been having a hard time with their live action, but they've made a whole crap ton of these animated and, ones.
0: And and most of them are really good. Yeah. Um, not all of them. Some of them are really bad too. I and mean, you make you know, you make good and bad.
1: But yeah, there's 16 of these. <laughs> this okay. is this is heading close to the end. This is like yeah. a third from the end of this, and apparently it's it's done now. Like they just they finished it.
0: Okay. Well, but uh,
1: yeah, you could watch
0: all those. And, yeah, uh, I think they're I think they're all on HBO Max, maybe. I, I believe so. Them. Yeah. So yeah, so um, uh, and they're all pretty. I mean, the ones I've seen, have are all been pretty good. This one's good. The animate the animation's really good in this yeah. film. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, Yeah. So, but we need to talk about the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. So I assume that most people know like the Harry Potter story. So imagine if you get to the end of the Harry Potter story and, you know, the, the, the big reveal at the end of the Deathly Hallows is that, you know, Professor Snape has really been working for Harry all the time. Right. Right. He's been on his side. He loves him. He loves his mom. He, he does everything for Harry imagine if the filmmakers when they were making the harry potter films had decided let's not make it snape let's make it lucius malfoy right just to throw just to screw everybody over right and make every make a big surprise that it's lucius malfoy draco's dad that's all of a sudden he's been working to save harry potter this entire time right right yeah so this is what this movie did in a lot of ways um And I'm certainly not comparing the Batman Hush storyline to the goodness that is the Harry Potter series. But so in Batman Hush, Hush is actually, spoiler alert, the aforementioned Thomas Elliot, Bruce's childhood friend, um, goes crazy. He works alongside the Riddler. And Riddler, you could argue, is kind of the puppet master. But ultimately, the character Hush is Thomas Elliot. And he's the one that has, like, the ultimate sort of showdown with, with Bruce Wayne. It's, I mean, and Batman, and it's, like, yeah, he's the bad guy.
1: Yeah, and it, it kind of fits, I almost want to say it's a trope. Like, now you can kind of tell in a lot of movies, it's like, oh, your friend was the villain the whole time, mm-hmm. which has happened time and again.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, because, you know, as I was watching this film, I was like, did I remember the comic wrong or? Yeah. Did I forget to read the last episode where that was all changed? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a rather big departure and it it kind of makes Thomas Elliot's like relevance in the movie it doesn't make sense why he's in the movie at all if he's not No, movie.
0: no, not unless they were just like, you know, this is a well-known Batman story, which it kind of is, but not really. It's I think
1: it's of the modern ones, one of the more well-known runs. It's cool. not it's not The Dark Knight.
0: Uh, no, it's not The Dark Knight Returns. It's not Nightfall. Not, it's not...
1: It's not year one. No. But I think within the last 20 years, 20 years I mean, it's it's probably sure. one of the most recent popular ones. Yeah,
0: sure. That or, you know, like Death in the Family was certainly famous too. But, like, this one is, like... This one's famous for having it sort of run through, like, pretty much everybody in the rogues gallery shows up.
1: Right. Um, so so I point. I guess my take on it, this is, like... It's, it's a way of, like all right, you've got all these ingredients, you've got all these villains, how could you put them together into one story? Uh And this is how you do it, (laughs) right? Like this is how you unite them all with some overarching theme and like how could they all be used in one way? And it's supposed to be Hush orchestrating this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it's not Thomas Eliot, if you don't have this new character controlling everything which is ultimately controlled by the Riddler, Mm -hmm. then it's, I don't know if it works quite as well it's it's a little weird that like why are yeah, all these villains yeah. here. yeah
0: it's 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 strange because it's almost like um the filmmakers thought it's like so we're gonna just add this 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 new character out of the blue that we that we're not gonna we're not gonna have time in a you know an hour and 20 minutes to explain you know how he's able to do it where he got his powers mm-hmm. any of this stuff right but we can we can throw the Riddler in there, and people know enough about the Riddler to know that he is sort of a smart guy, right? He's at least got the he's at least got the the ability to, um, you know, manipulate situations where he can um, be kind of the mastermind of something like this. I mean, maybe that's what they were thinking when they decided to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly for time they were they were shortening things right because the, the double reveal of the original comic run i don't know if it works as well when you have less time that that being said i, I didn't realize that uh you really needed to condense a 12 issue <laughs> comic book series even further and cut out content like i mm-hmm. would think that would fit in 90 minutes but maybe not if you have to have these long fight scenes
0: i think it, I, well and that's that's actually an aside let's let's come back to that i, I do want to get back to fight scenes because i think You know, when you read Batman comics, they're largely detective novels, little short detective novels. And, you know, fights are usually over really fast. Like two panels, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because Batman is really good at fighting. Yeah, And he kicks people's booty really fast. Like, the scene with Bane lasted probably five minutes too long.
1: Yeah. yeah. that that's pretty long. And it, especially to have it resolved the way that every Batman fight with Bane goes like I, he's gonna yeah. cut the venom line. He's gonna
0: cut like couldn't Bane just put like a like a, a slightly more flexible line that you know runs his venom juice from one place to another. Yeah,
1: now you've got unstoppable Bane. If why do yeah. those
0: tubes have to hang out there? <laughs> yeah, the tubes hang out, it's like oh god. He's just asking for it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, every every fight ends with Bane that way. At least in some of the animated versions, I think yeah. you know, um, the fight the fight with Bane in the Dark Knight Rises is a little different, but
1: right. You know, well, they don't have the big tubes. <laughs> it's because of the well, they have
0: the little small tubes that're right around his mask, and that's how he beats him at the end, right? Tiny, Tiny tubes, yeah. Tiny <laughs> tubes at the at the. It's like a callback, but uh, yeah, I, I would say that uh, uh, the fighting in a comic, and they even mention in this movie that's like you're the world's greatest detective or something like that. It's like, he is the world's greatest detective. He's like Sherlock Holmes as a detective. Yeah. And no movie actually really concentrates on that. Yeah. It's unfortunate.
1: The, there's another major difference. And like, I actually think this is an improvement. So the way that he and Catwoman break up in the movie is that uh, she, there's a difference in philosophy, which I actually think is, right. is very effective. But in the comic book, it's, it's revealed that Perhaps the only reason they were getting together was also part of Hush's plan. Like he had somehow put some pheromones in there. Mm-hmm. And uh there's this other plot in the comic where uh Batman is getting subliminal suggestions through his computer because Hush has gotten to the maintenance man of the Batcave, who right. somehow reprogrammed the computer to like flash little things like you're gonna go right. out with Selina Kyle.
0: Yeah. So we can just talk about that for a second. So so, in this in this continuity and, and at least this storyline, there's a guy that comes and basically cleans the bat the Batcave and yes. kind of uh, does upkeep on it.
1: Yeah. Right
0: <laughs> for for every other version of Batman, it's always just been assumed that it was Alfred, right, that tidies yep. up, and that all the science stuff was Bruce Wayne, right, right. But all the, and 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 what was what wasn't Bruce Wayne was Lucius Fox. Right, right. All of a sudden, for this one, they've got this. This, this is in the comic. Uh, this not. This did not make it to the movie, which I agree with you is 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 a positive. Um, I cannot remember the character's name. It's not important. But Hush gets to him. Yes, right. And Hush manipulates him into making all these. Like he he puts in. Uh, he bugs the Batcave basically. Right. So Hush is able to find out all this information about what's going on in the Batcave.
1: Yeah, and I think that leads to why Hush is able to um, get to all the villains. There's, there's a, there is something missing from the movie that is covered in the comics. Is that like Hush has this crazy influence over every villain. Like he can manipulate right. all of them. Right. And in in the movie, it's like, oh, I can't do that, or Hush will get mad at me. Like, why do you care, Poison Ivy? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like, no, oh no, it's the I, Riddler.
0: <laughs> Look yeah. out. No, and I think you know that's 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 quote unquote that's Hush's power, right? Is that he's. That he's super manipulative and he's super—he's um, able to find the the weakness of all of these characters, not just Batman. Yeah, and um, it's unclear from everything that that Riddler has this power over anybody.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't and that's why—and
0: that's why—that's why I think they—they—they they, they should have, even if it sort of makes it weaker. Maybe if you even have to add ten minutes of exposition somewhere throughout the movie make it thomas elliott because because nowhere in because they're using they're basically saying your knowledge of the riddler is going to allow you to believe that riddler could be the ultimate bad guy right right? because he is one of the core five villains of the the batman universe well there's nothing in riddler's past that says that he's going to have any control over bane right <laughs> or poison ivy right like they're right. not going to be able to do that so like why would we why is why is not throwing in another 15 minutes and just explaining that this guy hush he's a bad dude yeah <laughs> like figure out like you don't you only have to do it once right you'd only have to say have him manipulate one of those villains and then it and then it sort of explains and then you can strap extrapolate out sure. right you don't have to do a lot of exposition Just a little little bit about it.
1: So I I wonder if this movie is actually
0: made for people who have read the comic
1: then? Because I feel like a lot of it I wondered that too, because
0: it's like, because, because it did surprise me. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) like, you changed the ending. Like, that was such a weird. Because, you know, I mentioned in the recap that Thomas, I mean, that Thomas Elliott is is shot and killed. Yeah. And that, and that eventually that the Clayface pretends to be Riddler. Well, in the comic, it's actually Clayface pretending to be the corpse of Thomas Elliot.
1: Right. That's what you're expecting the whole time. Right.
0: So I was expecting, it's like, oh, here's the scene at the uh, the, the, the uh, graveyard yep. where Thomas Elliot's going to pop out and it's going to be Clayface. And it's like, oh boy. And then it was Scarecrow. And I'm like, this
1: doesn't make sense. Scarecrow yeah.
0: was a little different in the comic. And it was. Scarecrow was a little different. Scarecrow wasn't in the comic, but yeah, um, just a little different.
1: Yeah, it is. And this this kind of segues into our next thing. Like, so who is this movie for? Is this a dad movie? And yeah. Kind of like I said, I, I do think this really is targeted at people who've read the comic run, like, oh, I want to see the animated version. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still also made for like, hey, I just want to see another,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, DC animated, DC movie animated universe movie. Yeah.
0: So this movie, like we said, comes out in 2019, which is only less than two years ago now. Yeah. Um, and it originally the comic comes out in 2003, so if you're, say, even if you're, say, like, 16 years old in 2003, mm-hmm. you're now an adult, and you could possibly have kids. Right. You know? If yeah. you're like us, you were a little bit older than 16 in 2003. Yeah. Um, and you have kids, so you're her dad.
1: Right. Uh, this is definitely mature, and they they try to make it as such.
0: Are they is it really mature or is it just like they just threw a couple of cuss words in there
1: they it feels it's not entirely gratuitous but there's there's more
0: than a couple there's a couple that are either just like really does a little kid need to kick bane and say he's a little
1: yeah like that, that happens <laughs> like every fight scene like every fight it's almost like they had a quota every fight scene yeah. there's one cuss word which is weird
0: well, I wonder if they had the quota because they wanted it to be a PG thirteen.
1: That's what I'm wondering. Like they wanted, like, oh, we'll make this gritty. I'm like, yeah, uh, PG thirteen
0: is like the is like the is like the perfect like um, sweet spot for for doing well with a certain audience. Like there they, are... they don't want to go R because right. then all the you know you're not going to get a lot of teenagers. But you go PG thirteen, boom.
1: That's you know, you're going to get. This movie had that feel for sure. There was one time when I think it might be the Joker just says that, like he's one of those like OS kind of moments. He swears. I thought that was actually funny, like legitimately Uh, funny. But other than that, there was. Actually,
0: liked. I will say I liked this Joker.
1: This Joker was pretty good. Yeah.
0: This Joker was pretty good. Um, We'll get to who we didn't like later, but um, I I did like this Joker. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so there's a lot of and 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 from a like violence within the fight scenes there is some blood and there is some sort of splatter yeah occasionally and it's uh, it's 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 harsher than say like the the original animated series
1: yeah oh and also if you're going to watch this through kids uh the the existence of uh (laughs) batman and selena are shown uh, waking up in the same bed
0: Mm -hmm. yes they are there is the assumption that there was sex had.
1: yes uh, I, I think they, they briefly allude to
0: it, but that's. No. But the, the but they also wake up and she's clothed. That's right. <laughs> he's not. He's got, he's topless. Yes. I mean, he presumably has, well, I don't know. I'm not going to presume anything about how uh, Bruce Wayne sleeps, but he's, he's at least naked from the waist up. She's got some sort of like Teddy.
1: Yeah. The, the cat woman Teddy. So, so that, that yeah. happens. Those, those are the, the, uh, only things yeah up that and my 11
0: year from. old so my 11 year old kid is in this um is in this stage where anytime any character on the screen kisses he's mm-hmm. got to cover his face and i think your girls are very but similar my kids are like that too they don't like yeah them. he was even doing that for cartoon kisses really so, <laughs> yeah and i'm just like dude it's cartoons yeah there's not real yeah. and like the first half of the movie there's a lot of kissing because and we'll get to it, like, Poison Ivy uses her, like, magic lipstick or whatever to, yeah. to control people. And so she's kissing everybody. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, um, you've got a question here, and this is a good question. Do you watch this with your teenager? You don't so, need to because they can watch it by themselves.
1: they. they I feel like that's the weird thing here. Like, if it's younger, if it's aimed younger, you would watch it with your kid.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's,
1: like, matured up like a teenager is going to want to watch it and they're not going to want to
0: watch it with you. Right. I will say that, um, you know, I watched it with my son. Mm -hmm. He's 11. I would totally let him watch this on his own. Sure. After seeing it. Yeah. Um, So that's where I'm at with it.
1: Yeah. For, for my kids, it's like, we, we don't really have too many objections to language and nothing in it is like that bad.
0: There's some interesting
1: themes that be, It's nice to watch together to talk about that. Like, oh, did you get that thing at the end? Where Batman has his code, and that's what the Catwoman Mm -hmm. doesn't. And
0: uh, what'd you think? That's that's kind of neat. No, I agree with you. I really thought the best. I think the 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 two best things about this film were, I thought this the whole scene in Metropolis was really well done. Mm -hmm. That whole thing, and I thought the relationship between he and Selena was really good.
1: Yeah, that actually works pretty darn well. It's like it worked really well. They're like a mature relationship.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was like two adults sort of doing an adult relationship in the way that adults would.
1: Yeah, he explains why he doesn't uh, get with her earlier. It's like you were stealing a lot
0: of stuff. And, uh... Yeah, and I thought you were. I like the whole scene where he's like, "I thought you were a kleptomaniac," and she's like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Like that's that's actually yeah. pretty darn well done. Yeah, I mean, everybody's had those sort of um, relationships in their life where you you sort of you have something to start with, and then you kind of it goes away and then you revisit it. You're like, God, I was an idiot earlier. Yeah. You know, or I, I was wrong. Or I, I, I really and it doesn't have to be a, a an adult relationship or sexual relationship yeah. or anything like that. But it's just like I kind of made a mistake earlier. I didn't really understand what you were where you were coming from.
1: Which is interesting because there's there's a lot of times there's versions of Batman that's depicted as like Batman never does wrong. Batman's always right. Like Batman. Right. <laughs> this this is not that kind of Batman.
0: No. No, this is a Batman who makes mistakes. That's cool. I like that. And that's and that's like the great, um, the great, uh, um, the great line that I mentioned. You know, where he says that Superman deep down is a good person. Yeah. I am not. Yeah. <laughs> and Batman understands that about himself.
1: And uh, you know, as we talk about, like the last line of like, bat. Why does Batman not kill? He he makes it clear. Is like, if I don't have my code, I'm no better. No better than you know any of the villains that I face. Right, and uh, I think I do think that this movie does this well. It's like because he's so flawed, he he feels that the code is what puts him above.
0: Right. His code, and is I not think. Coming. Well, and I also think because he's so flawed, he understands, and maybe close to being his quote-unquote superpower is that he understands that what he's doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. But the saving grace is that he's not that. Right. Right. That he's not the thing that he doesn't want to that he's fighting against he doesn't go as far to become that right so yeah so yeah um i think you can totally you can watch this with your teenager or you can let them watch it themselves yeah yeah um is this a dad movie dad's like batman yeah Yeah. um so what's so we talked about this with batman begins what's the best uh father-child relationship uh, you pointed this out. There is actually a, a scene where you actually get to see Batman's child. Yeah. This is da- Damian Wayne. Quite it's literally, a, it's a, yeah, a yes, father-son. It's, it's one scene, and it's a very uh, it's a very touching sort of uh, video conference where, where Batman is driving in, the, in the, uh, the the Batmobile, and Damian Wayne comes on the screen. Yep. Uh, and that's the only scene that he's in. And Damian Wayne, I think, in this continuity, is the Robin, Right, he happened. He just happened to not be dressed up as Robin at the moment. Um, he had, first of all, he had. They drew him some awesome eyebrows. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Damien Wait, they, is he supposed to be like nine? How old is this uh, kid? I don't know. He's he's got. Yeah, he's the he's Batman's son and the grandson of Ra's al Ghul. So I don't know what you want to do with that. Yeah, he's got some issues, I imagine. And uh, you know, importantly, he was like. He says uh, he tells Batman is like. You know, don't get too serious with Catwoman, but if you totally want to sex her up, go ahead. Yeah, that's kind of. I think he says like, you know, if you need carnal release, is the is the, is the term <laughs> that he used? It's it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. It's explicit. funny. Yeah, it's pretty explicit, and I think it was one of the it was one of the you know funny moments. And I think, you know, we talked about this last week when we were talking about the the uh, the DC universe not being not having moments of levity mm-hmm. and sort of. This movie had lots of those. It did, and, yeah. this, and this was one of those. This was one of those that was a total throwaway scene. But you have this moment where he's just like, yeah, totally. You know, go for it, Dad. You know? <laughs> Get yours.
1: Yeah. Have the fun.
0: Heartwarming moment. Heartwarming Yeah, moment. Have, have, fun, have, have fun. So, yeah. So, what's the best uh, father-child relationship? There might not be any in this one.
1: Well, you got uh, Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. He's Batman and his first Robin, right?
0: He still doesn't trust him.
1: Yeah. He never does. <laughs> that's, that's the nature of the Batman Dick Grayson relationship, right? Like the Batman that's,
0: and any Robin relationship, honestly.
1: But that's why he becomes Nightwing at first, right? Yeah. He, to go off on his own. Right. Lack of trust.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So the best one is probably that. And the worst one is also probably that. Yeah. <laughs> all, all
1: wrapped up in one.
0: Yeah. So, but it's interesting since, uh, you know, Batman Begins was all about the, uh, the multiple relationships were. Batman Bruce Wayne's is the son
1: mm-hmm. this one he
0: is the father right sort of the the wise sage person right this thing which is great so um is this a good entry into this uh, animated universe I I unequivocally say yes and I don't know that I've seen too many other versions of the in, in this uh, universe I think I've seen a couple of them yeah
1: yeah I, I've now seen a bunch there's, there's some of this one I saw that I guess is not. Oh no, this, maybe this is part of the Justice League Dark. Is that part of it? I don't know. I saw the uh, Flashpoint Paradox. I saw Justice League War, which actually isn't very good. Flashpoint is very good. Okay. The second one is like not as good. It's basically telling the f- story of the formation of the Justice League, which was covered much better in the, the original. So I think series. I saw.
0: I think I saw Batman Under the Red Hood, which was really. Oh good. yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, which was the return of Jason Todd, who was the second Batman or second Robin. Yeah. uh, Who ends up being killed by the Joker. Right.
1: Yeah, that that one's really good.
0: Yeah, that one was really good. And that was one, I think that one was the the one where we did learn that Damian Wayne is his son. I think so. I see. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Oh, some good ones in there. This is a good Mm -hmm.
0: entry. Yeah. So, uh, I liked Batman. I liked the, the, the actor that played Batman. Yep. Um, I thought he was good. Um, I thought the animation was really good. Yeah. I thought most of the voice cast was good. I thought that, uh, the guy who played Gordon, I don't even know who that was, was terrible.
1: Yeah. Pretty, pretty nondescript. <laughs> That's...
0: Yeah. Pretty nondescript and Alfred, I was just really distracted by his voice. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't even remember. It's like uh, I couldn't exactly. tell. I couldn't tell if he was British or not, which was a problem.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you should probably know. They yeah. most of these are ce- it's celebrity casting throughout. Yeah, like uh, you know Jennifer Morrison, who was in House. She's a yeah.
0: style. She was good. I I enjoyed her. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Lex Luthor appears very briefly as Rain Wilson, Rainn and I Wilson. guess and I guess he's part of the Justice League because I guess he in the. I guess in maybe one of the previous movies he saves the world somehow. I guess so, sure. Why not? As as Rain Wilson, it's very it's very weird to sort of have Rain Wilson, you know, he of uh, uh, Dwight of the Office um, as rain as as a very buff uh, Lex Luthor.
1: I believe Lex wasn't Lex Luthor sleeping his shirt off also and like just yes he did just ripped. So you get
0: some you get some ripped total ripped Lex Luthor which i didn't think was a part of lex, L- lex luthor's like personas that he's ripped
1: dc movie animated universe that's it's yeah. where they're at now
0: i mean that's something that that goes back to the original batman series like batman is like impossibly shaped like his shoulders yeah. are so broad his waist he's like a he's like a 48 18 18 yeah. in terms of his uh uh measurements
1: well that's the int- when they did the animated series the the aesthetic is like this art deco shape kind of vibe that they, which worked really well at the time. It was a yeah. very striking animation.
0: Very angular, yeah.
1: And uh, I thought that was, it, it was bringing a new sense of style to animation that we didn't really have. We used to have this like, kind of not quite anatomically correct <laughs> characters of like GI Joe quickly drawn in uh, a, <laughs> Somewhat cheaply made things before, and uh, I don't know the, the cost of the Batman animated series, but it's it's all that, that I think was the start of like adding a real sense of style to uh, to American animation. But anyhow, this right. is this is a good one
0: too. Totally dug it. Right. So, um, so did you notice this too? This was an observation I had. All the fights are basically everybody has the same fighting style. Yeah. Uh, it's some sort of version of some martial art.
1: Yeah, and that, that's that's a little disappointing.
0: That's like it's uh, because you're animated, you can do whatever the bleep you want. Yeah. Like you can make somebody have like 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 a like a real like street fighter sort of UFC type boxer kind of thing. You can have somebody be like a brawler, like a wrestler. You could have, you know, but every every female character has to do some sort of elaborate back backflip.
1: Yeah, and uh, all the guys are just punchy, lots of punches. Yeah,
0: lots of punches, and then but there's like the combination of punch, punch, kick, right? Yeah. It's like punch, punch, kick, and then every kick goes to the head. You never have like a like like you should have had like the knee like grab the back of the head and knee head him into the you know knee him and there's nobody uses their knees.
1: Uh, it's a criticism I saw of the the live action movies, like the DC ones are pretty bad for fight choreography mm-hmm. and the Marvel ones are just so much more clever with their fight scenes Yeah, that mm-hmm. they take advantage of the character's powers and, yeah. you know, everyone fights differently. DC is all right. like, everyone just punches. It's like, right. And that's, Oh, you're a good hero. Cause you can take more punches <laughs> and then you dish right. out more punches
0: mm-hmm. and it, it
1: gets a little boring. That, that being said, the animation is good, but yeah, the fight scenes are a
0: little, a little samey. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm a little. Just that's the. That's the. Kind of maybe the one other than you know the fact that they changed the ending. Yeah. <laughs> um, would be the biggest criticism I have is just that the fight scenes sort of, like when you first see it and you're like, oh, okay, that was cool, and then but each one sort of just kind of follows the same tropes and the same sort of style. So it's just like, come on, guys. Yeah. I can see that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, except for Clayface, Clayface fights differently. Yeah. Totally different. I think it's, it's random question time. Mm-hmm. Random questions. Okay. So, um, we mentioned this Bruce has brain surgery, literal right? brain surgery, L- little brain surgery. Yeah. Um, and then he, uh, and then the first thing he decides to do after he gets brain surgery is to go to Metropolis and fight Superman. Yeah. Is that a
1: good idea? I think it's a very, very bad idea. Uh, I don't care what kind of helmet, and it, it's like completely ignored. Like, there's not like, oh, I've got this headache because I just had brain surgery, <laughs> and it's yeah. like two days later. Exactly. So he just sort of recovers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if he would have passed concussion protocol. Like, you know, very recently Patrick Mahomes had a concussion and he came back and played really great the, the following week.
0: Yeah, but it was a week later. I mean, there's no sense that it's that long in between this. This is like, and it goes and fight superman
1: yeah yeah i, I don't that, that 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 doesn't follow and i think in, this is another thing the comic kind of does better like they make it a big deal his initial injury and they have the other heroes picking up the slack for him for a while because guess what batman just had brain surgery right exactly yeah this is like the brain surgery happens just because it happened in the comic book and then like oh we're, we're gonna sort of forget about that
0: mm-hmm so, yeah. So question is, would, would Batman have uh, passed the concussion protocol for the NFL?
1: And, uh, and the answer is, of course he would, because the concussion protocol in the NFL is a joke.
0: And... They would have just taken him behind the blue tent and then sent him back out. Like, oh, Batman's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, what's the, what's the next random question that we had? Weird swaps <laughs> that happen. Yeah. So there were the first, some weird swaps. The
1: first villain's not supposed to be Bane that you see in action. No,
0: the first villain that we saw was Killer Croc, right? Yeah. In the comic. Um that girl was was in the was in the movie, but she's not in the comic. Yeah. She was dropped for Huntress. And it's right. just like, why would you do that?
1: I, yeah, and it might be some weird DC movie. Maybe there's no Huntress in the DC movie animated universe. Maybe, maybe they haven't
0: explained that character yet. Maybe so, they've yeah. explained that girl. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Weird, weird swap. Weird swaps. <laughs> um, so it, it seems like Poison Ivy was able to get control over a lot of people in this movie. Uh, why, why do you keep kissing Poison Ivy? So that means that Catwoman must have kissed her.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to say anything about like you know her sexual orientation, but why are you kissing poison ivy to begin with?
1: Yeah, so Catwoman,
0: I don't get at all. Like, like so, Bane's wearing a mask, sure, like over his mouth, and right? yeah, why
1: did he do? How did how did she even do this? And the one that really doesn't make sense to me, because this one had to have happened for this movie to work. Superman must have kissed her.
0: Yeah. Either as Superman or as uh, Clark Kent.
1: Yeah. Did he need and, a story? It's like, oh, the only way to get the story is to kiss Poison Ivy. And so he's like, yeah, oh, that's fine. I'm Superman. This won't do anything. Little does he know, it's kryptonite.
0: A lot of kryptonite yeah.
1: in this world, by the way.
0: A lot of kryptonite. Yes, there was kryptonite apparently in her uh, lipstick. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, I should stop saying spoiler. Alert. I just like to say spoiler. Yeah, alert. we spoiled the whole thing. Yeah. So. And 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 it's not like this is new. Poison Ivy's been doing this for like <laughs> 35 years in the comic book. This is one of those like, you Where, had
1: one job, you had one power.
0: <laughs> yeah, she puts like some sort of pheromone in her lipstick and puts it on her lips and then she kisses whoever that is and it either kills them or makes them her slave. Yeah. That's it for her power. She yeah. controls plants, and which is not that. I mean, they're plants. Yeah, that...
1: I will say that her controlling Superman, that's gotta be the most terrifying power of all. Sure.
0: Yeah, if you can control Superman.
1: Because I mean everything in DC is sort of scaled to like Superman is always the top, the most powerful right. mm-hmm. out of anything. Like everything is is drawn that way. It's not and that's not like Marvel. Marvel doesn't really have that same kind of concept, but everything in DC is all structured that way. That like whatever you do, Superman is the completed. most powerful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if there, there is a way to pick, mind control them by like some kind of low Which level. Which happens
0: a lot, strangely yeah. enough, in, in, in DC. Um, it doesn't really happen a lot in Superman comics themselves. Yeah. But it happens a lot in comics where Superman is like a supporting character, like a Batman versus Superman or Justice League or something like that, where somebody gets control of Superman.
1: Yeah. Uh, they should look into that. That seems kind of dangerous.
0: I would, I would definitely look into that if I were, if I were somebody on that, uh, on that uh, that beat. But yeah, stop kissing poison ivy. I mean, we can talk about. We could actually have a podcast on this. But like, there's like a there's there's generally like a correspond like for every DC character, there's sort of a corresponding Marvel character that sort yep. of pops up um, with like similar powers or whatever. Like the biggest example is like Deathstroke and Deadpool. Right? They're almost yeah. copy, they're almost copied. Yeah. And they even mentioned that.
1: <laughs> the Flash but and Quicksilver. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Aquaman and uh Namor the submariner. Yeah. Right. Like there's 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 lots of different characters. Like Thor and Wonder Woman are very similar. They just happened to sort of cross genders on that one. Right. But uh, there's no Marvel version of, of Poison Ivy. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Because because the reason is plant powers are stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A, right? fair,
1: a fairly popular villain but yeah kind of really stupid powers
0: plant, plant powers are stupid
1: oh she can control plants and
0: then sometimes
1: people yeah
0: so. Hmm. yeah so so people shouldn't kiss poison ivy we've kind of just we've kind of gone on one
1: um, we should talk about is like so most of the villains in batman batman is a you know the detective and a lot of a lot of the villains are like some sort of criminal, like, ah, I'm, the, I'm the penguin, so I, I just happen to rob things and I look like a penguin, right? right. So they, they all fit this like crime uh, theme, right? Scarecrow is mm-hmm. like, I'm a criminal and I can make you afraid. afraid. Kind of makes right. sense. There's, there's like a gas, mm-hmm. all very human. The one that doesn't fit is Clayface.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like pretty supernatural. I am invincible. Whoa.
0: <laughs> Except for a, a fire hose.
1: Yeah, and that's the weird thing of like it <laughs> makes no sense at all. He he's almost more of like a Spider-Man kind of like Clayface. Yeah. and Sandman, really similar.
0: Clay Clayface and Sandman. I was gonna say, even say Venom. Like Venom is mm. very similar. Like just yeah, the way he's sort of amorphous and blobby. Yeah, that it's like and and you can't just like you can't stab Clayface and expect it to do anything. You can't shoot him. <laughs> Clayface you can't shoot him. Like 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 Gordon shot him in the head like three times and it's just like oh well that doesn't do anything.
1: It, well, while we're ranting about Clayface. So the way Clayface is supposed to get his powers is that he's supposed to be a failed actor who tried some sort of experimental makeup or something like that. Things go awry and all of a sudden now he's like immortal.
0: Yeah, that seems like a like a a character they thought was going to be a minor character. Yeah. And then they gave him too much power and they're like uh-uh. Yeah,
1: and then the writer. And like... the other thing is
0: it's like the, the clayface mantra, I mean the clayface um uh name has been passed on to multiple characters over the years in the comics. Oh. It's not like there's not there's like one clayface. It's been given to like like several people have gotten this power somehow. Hmm.
1: The power to just be a
0: blob, <laughs> change yeah. your shape. Because what happens what happens is is that 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 it's it's not it's clearly not one of the core five or seven like major Batman villains right right but so they feel the need to occasionally like you know Batman really they really need to take a stand against this guy because he's too powerful let's kill him okay we're gonna kill this guy yeah. so they figure out a way to kill them but then it's like you know what you know what we're missing we're missing the clayface powers in this sort of yeah. story So they'll bring Clayface back, but then they're like, okay, well, we can't have it be, you know, Joe Smith, who was Clayface back in, you know, from 92 to 97, we're going to have to make it a new guy. And how are we, and then then they have to make it an origin story. Right. So they've got to, you know, give Clayface the origin of, you know, Oh, he did this and this and this and this and this. Okay. Okay. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. (laughs) This is this is a part of Dad Pods where we're like getting super deep into the weeds of, yes. of Batman villains, but you know, it is a Batman's a dad favorite. People really like Batman.
0: Yeah, everybody likes Batman. Yeah. nobody nobody really hates Batman.
1: Right? It's a he's a fun superhero, regular dude.
0: It's also not a superhero.
1: Yeah, he he's a hero, right? With the right. with money,
0: he's a hero with money.
1: So, I, I guess by that same token, is. Is, is uh, Iron Man, then, not a superhero? That's or his, a good question. is his technology... So Batman's technology is a bit more bounded in the real world. Like, in general, most of his things... You know, except for you get that bat-shark repellent, and like those kind of weird things that he gets in his utility belt.
0: I don't think we can complain about the Adam West Batman.
1: Sure. But Batman, uh, pretty reasonably grounded, right?
0: The, the
1: Tony Stark technology... Pretty much into the magic realm.
0: Some of it, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: once you get to the nanotech, like, well, it just forms out of the stuff in the air. Yeah, that's pretty magical.
0: And and Tony Stark is sort of like we were talking about, like the corresponding Marvel villain. I mean, Marvel character to a to a DC character. I mean, it he is kind of the Batman of the sure MCU. Right.
1: Yeah. Once. Tony Stark's uh, technology definitely doesn't uh, obey conservation of mass at all. Sure. So. Sure.
0: I mean, Batman also swings around like it has like unlimited like cord things that he shoots from. His yeah,
1: those, There's a lot of those. And there's unlimited batarangs.
0: Of, like, <laughs> and unlimited batarangs. He, he never has a lack of batarangs. He can never have. He's always man. got. He's always got something on his on his belt that you know.
1: Belt, the belt might be a little unlimited too. Uh, my other favorite thing on every bat—I think this happens in this cartoon—is like, oh yeah, you jump really far, and as long as you land the right way, you're totally fine. Right, Catwoman <laughs> yeah. does that. She jumps from yeah. like crazy high, top of a building. Yeah. <laughs> lands the right way. Like that's yeah. a lot of force. As
0: long as you land in a uh, like a a, a stunt roll. Yeah, you're, you're totally cool. Of, you're, you're fine that's and the and the reason why and, you know, we talked about in the recap was you know you know hush shoots the the rope that, that Batman's on in the beginning and he falls on his back that was the problem
1: right if he had only combat your back, rolled <laughs>
0: you're screwed. yeah but if you if you if you jump off a building and you do like a combat roll totally fine be okay yeah. yeah that's
1: that's the rules of the Batman universe yeah.
0: Yeah. um another random question where would Batman Superman be without uh, uh, Superman getting mind controlled?
1: Yeah, that's. I think that it's a trope because, again, it's almost like the the need for Clayface. It's like, oh, you know, we could really use a power of someone looking like. <laughs> we want you to think it's this person, but it's actually this person. And then like Superman is like, we want the unstoppable force, but to fight this, Batman. Yeah, but we have this problem because Superman <clears> is good. <throat> How could we get around this? I know. It's mind control. Mind control.
0: Yeah. He gets mind controlled all the time, it feels like.
1: Yeah. He should wear like a little mind control helmet. He'd be fine.
0: Yeah, like a Magneto.
1: Yeah. And then uh, we've solved that.
0: Bam. We've done it. Yeah. And that's why... And like Batman is always able to defeat Superman in these sort of right. head-to-heads, right? Mostly because DC realizes that Batman is the more po- popular character than Superman. Right. So they have to be able to say... It's like, oh, Superman's like... Super invincible and can can you know, destroy anything and can defeat? He anybody. destroys
1: planets. He
0: can right. flick Batman and be done. Yeah, but they have to be like you know what the only character in our universe that can really defeat Batman, super uh, is I mean Superman is going to be Batman. Yeah, right. And the reason is because Batman's always got kryptonite.
1: He, he has some in his utility belt. Yeah, that just yeah. That's, that's I think the he answer. Brushes his teeth with it, just to make sure that he's got it. Yeah, all.
0: yeah. He's just like he's always got it around his person just in case, you know, he's like superman's ever around. It makes uh it makes batman seem to be like the most uh paranoid uh jerk in the in the in well,
1: And they established they're supposed to be kind of friends. Like when when batman first sees superman as, you know, they they know each other's secret identities. So batman sees him as Bruce Wayne as, as Clark mm-hmm. Kent and they're friendly. Right? It's like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" Yeah. right? Now, what kind of friend keeps around like like if the I thing knew
0: that kills the other friend, like if you were around and yeah. like, well, pretend
1: I'm a diabetic. Right. And it's like, right. I'm, I'm going to go hide your insulin. <laughs>
0: yeah. Don't
1: do that. <laughs> it's a jerk move.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or if, uh, yeah, I mean, what there, there's, there's very little, like, like, like could, if you were allergic to peanuts, right. Yeah. That's, and I common. just, and then just like, I invited you over, but I kept like a barrel of peanuts in my, in my, Literally.
1: i'll show you what i have and you open it up
0: <laughs> and i open up the peanuts no because there are some people that are like are so allergic to peanuts they can't even be around peanuts yeah that 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 would be like the thing like i could like but i always did it when you were around i just had my barrel of peanuts out Yeah, or and i'm an- saying and i'm saying peanuts
1: <laughs> yes because we are a, a g-rated body.
0: we are a g-rated uh we don't you know we've had like three curse words in our history and they've all been bleeped out. I, yeah,
1: I think, I think I've been successful in that. Yeah. So, so not only that, but like he keeps the kryptonite and he fashions it into brass knuckles. So it yeah. would be, you would be taking the peanuts and putting them somehow on your person, ready to,
0: yeah. to do and battle. to fight you whenever, whenever I thought like, Oh, you walked into my house and you're not going to take your shoes off. Yeah. Leap you! I'm gonna punch you in the yeah. face with my peanut brass knuckles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just,
1: just keeping that on hand.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and the and they're good friends.
1: Yeah, they're they're, they're best buddies.
0: <laughs>
1: and Superman sort of takes that as like, oh well, you never know, because I could get mind controlled again, because apparently that happens.
0: Well, I think, and and correct me if I'm wrong. I think the original in the comics. So in the comics, in the comic version of this, it's not brass knuckles; it's just a ring. Yeah, He's got like the ring. I believe that uh Superman gives that ring of kryptonite to Batman.
1: Yeah, just in case. You know, just in
0: case he ever goes bad, he gives it to he gives him some kryptonite.
1: You know the one person I can trust with the thing that can kill me is the guy who's never happy <laughs> and is brooding all the time. <laughs> yeah. And like has this crazy obsession
0: with uh with right and wrong and yeah.
1: justice which is completely inflexible.
0: Mhm. That's, that's the I'm,
1: guy I should trust. I'm gonna,
0: that's the guy I'm going to trust with the thing that can kill me.
1: I feel like you should have given it to Wonder Woman. She Probably. seems a, a lot more stable. She's super strong. Like, okay, the other thing about giving Batman the one thing, he's just a regular guy. Like, no matter what, he's still, like, human, not, yeah. not super strong, not super fast. You mm-hmm. can even give it to Flash. Like, they're not going to catch the Flash.
0: Right. You give it to Batman, you understand that, like, there's a certain way you could hit Batman even with limited like strength go, that you could kill bat. Batman, right? Like you could <laughs> knock easy. him off. a Like if you were fighting on the top of a building, yep. you could knock Batman off a building and he could fall to his death.
1: As we just saw. Like he,
0: Well, he saw. didn't fall to his death, but you could hurt him enough that, you know, then, then all you have to do is go over and, you know, just basically cover his mouth and don't let him breathe anymore. <laughs>
1: yeah. And now you have the thing to kill Superman, which again, as we've established, Is the key to the DC universe
0: that there's one thing that kills Superman?
1: Yeah, kind of
0: a flaw. Exactly.
1: So, I don't know. This feels like feels feels like multiple flaws set up in in their in their world. Marvel doesn't quite have this problem, I'll say, because Marvel is a a bit more hamad. They don't have the hierarchy of like, you know, one guy is always the best marvel doesn't really right. set that up there's they lots of things
0: marvel doesn't have like the one guy that's the most powerful and then another guy being the most popular right, right. where you always have to be able to say you know the most popular guy can sometimes beat the most powerful guy. you know what
1: would have happened in marvel is, is as if spider-man was established to, to kill like the hulk like they never do that <laughs> spider-man was probably the most popular and they establish, like, nah, he's a dude and he's got a lot of problems, and he's poor. <laughs> like, Sp- yeah. that's, Spider-Man is popular.
0: That's, that's who he is.
1: Yeah, and, like, that's totally cool. And maybe the most powerful is the Hulk, right? They're like, but it's not always clear. Sometimes they have these galaxy-bending things. are like, Mars, mm-hmm. it's the embodiment of death. Perhaps that's the sure. most powerful. What we don't know, right? Like, the, the point is Marvel has lots of weird things. It's like, oh, yeah, this is mythology. Well, Marvel
0: also, has that also doesn't establish any of their heroes as definitively better than more powerful than the villains that they're facing yeah generally the villains are, are more powerful right
1: so uh, the point being only dc has this weird pyramid structure right
0: yeah where superman's at the top but he's kind of boring i mean let's face it he's kind of boring well
1: that's why they might control him so much
0: I, my mind control so much. That's like that's like that's like Superman getting a tattoo, <laughs> you know, like a tattoo that says you know like you know tough guy or something dark. Yeah,
1: yeah, a little barbed wire. Yeah. Oh god, I'm that's
0: saying. that's exactly. I mean, Superman can't get a tattoo, can he?
1: Uh, I think if they actually he can. It's if he uses his own heat ray vision. To, gotcha. <laughs> this is part of the continuity because there's, there's there's one comic or something that shows like. This is how Superman shaves. So for some reason, Superman grew a beard. So he gets a mirror. I don't know why the mirror works. A really there.
0: powerful mirror, apparently.
1: Yeah, he uses heat ray vision to use the mirror to shave himself. Oh. Huh. So it's the uh, yeah. The only thing that can cut Superman is more Superman.
0: Right. I would think that he would use a. I would. I would have thought that he would use like a like a like a very very light kryptonite blade. Oh yeah, that's to, true. That could have worked too, just to cut the the hair. It's like oh yeah I just need this. Yeah. But I mean so mirrors reflect light. They don't necessarily reflect laser. I yeah, I... like if you have like a real laser not just a light, but if you right. have a real laser, it's going to like fire through through your mirror, through a mirror. So I think I think they need to explain why why super, I think they need to better explain why Superman doesn't just have like a beard that's down to his ankles and hair that's, you know, well past his butt. Yeah. Uh, unclear. Yeah. Superman should be a hobo or look like a hobo.
1: Super <laughs> hobo. Super hobo.
0: That's, super a, hobo.
1: that's a, we'll have to write it into DC and make sure they do that. All right. So now that we're talking about Super Hobo, I think that that has to be the end of the episode.
0: Super Hobo is the end of the episode. So, uh, so our dad bought of the week, we don't, we didn't, we had we struggled this with this one we actually yeah. talked about this beforehand
1: yeah this is because it's animated it's a because weird... it's
0: animated and everybody in this universe we, we established is stylized is beautiful right like no one is like they didn't even have like a like a even slight you know like harvey bullock remember in the old uh yeah. animated show who was like a fat sort of pudgy that yeah, he was great i liked him top. yeah he would have been harvey bullock would have been a great dad but but uh you know this one is is not uh, is not that. So there's no clear choice.
1: Yeah. Uh, we were looking more at the voice actors.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh I had picked since the, the voice of Superman in this is uh Jerry Mr. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell, Mr. Romaine Stamos. Mm-hmm. He
0: uh <laughs> I like the way we throw the Stamos
1: in there. Yeah, he oh that's right, he's no longer a Stamos. But uh <laughs> Always a Stamos to me. <laughs> I
0: like that he keeps the he keeps the uh this this the, the, the slash of his of his uh of his wife's ex husband.
1: Well if you could if you could be a Stamos, wouldn't you wanna be? So that's
0: you know, John Stamos is a beautiful man. Yeah. Um The only problem with John Stamos is that he continues to play with the Beach Boys and he shouldn't.
1: Yeah, that that's that's good. <laughs> because
0: it's because it's not the Brian Wilson's Beach Boys, it's the Mike Love Beach Boys and he's, oh, like, that's a worst. Trump, he's like a Trump head.
1: Yeah. Completely worthless. But anyhow, Jerry O'Connell, not a Stamos.
0: <laughs> he's a, uh, I think he could be the dad by the week. Sure. I have no problem with that. Mostly because he was the the, the fat kid in um, Stand By Me. And so he's not, you know, just this hunky Jerry O'Connell that we think of him from such classic works as, can you think of anything in Jerry O'Connell? Sliders. Yeah sliders okay the tv show sliders where it was like a time travel kind of thing which was a tv show from 20 years ago at least yeah well yeah (laughs) it was like an x x files ripoff when x files ripoff worked. yeah yeah it was a fun show sure it's fine jerry o'connell dab out of the week
1: thank you jerry so we
0: are done we did uh we did batman hush so go watch it yeah Fun. See you next week.